millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. This week we're talking Ride Like a Girl, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's get cracking. Giddy up. <laughs> so we went and saw a, a new Australian film this week called Ride Like a Girl, directed by Rachel Griffith mm-hmm. and starring Teresa Palmer and Sam Neill. I'm really glad that we went and saw this movie. What, mm-hmm. what were your kind of initial thoughts coming out? I was just so happy with it. I thought it was just such a great Australian film, so well told. The story is fantastic in itself. Michelle Payne was obviously the first woman to win the Melbourne Cup in 2015, and she just has such a great Aussie story. Mm, it's an absolutely Aussie underdog story, and we love one of those. You know, horse racing is a really big part of Australian culture and Melbourne mm. Cup being, you know, the biggest, arguably the biggest race in the world, right? One of the most challenging. Mm. And it, racing isn't like a world that I'm really well versed in at no. all. You know, I've been to the races here and there, but I was really taken aback by her story, her family mm. life and the dedication and the sacrifice that not only she made, but her father made mm. beautifully acted by Sam Neill mm. and just all her brothers and, and sisters were all like jockeys themselves. She was one of 10 and you followed the story of when she was, she was only a few years old, right? When her mum died. She was about six months old, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So very, very young. She's the youngest of 10. So it's kind of her growth, her coming of age and her absolute grit and determination to become mm. a jockey. And she'd had lots of like injuries and all these setbacks. And I feel like it was really a, a father daughter movie too, mm. at its heart. Don't you think? Definitely. I'd, I'd read that uh, Michelle Payne was actually spooked out by how close to her father Sam Neill was. And oh, I, just, really? I just, I love this story that he embodied it so well that he, it spooked her out. And he met Patty, her father, and filmed him and studied him and studied that film and just completely embodied the character. It was great. They were very similar in in their stubbornness, mm. right, as as people. And he was quite an endearing man, but also a, 
a bit harsh, but he, it, it always came out of love, really. Mm. What an incredible feat to have raised 10 children by yourself. I know, my God. Like, and in the country as well. Yeah, also like, running you know, a farm. Not, and Yeah, a lot of work. And what I found really beautiful was that Stevie, who mm-hmm. is Michelle Payne's actual brother, who uh, he has Down syndrome and was a really big, amazing part of Michelle winning the Melbourne Cup and yes. him and his love of horses and his journey and their beautiful relationship, you know, and he actually played himself in this movie, which I thought was amazing. I love that. And yeah. Rachel Griffiths had found a lot of people in the racing community to slot in there. I can't really name them all, but there were, you know, there's sons of famous racers that are in there. There's jockeys, oh. there's strappers. So people who are involved in this world for real, she's found a way to incorporate into this movie, which I think is a yeah. really nice touch. Okay, I didn't realise that. That's really nice because mm. she also, I guess, incorporated stock footage and actual, mm. you know, what Channel 7 had recorded on mm-hmm. the race day and stuff within her actual in-camera work for the film. Mm. And I thought that was done really, really well too. Mm. Can I talk a few criticisms or things that I thought yeah, they sure. didn't quite get right? I think I would have liked to have seen Michelle and Stevie's relationship play out a bit better on screen. Mm-hmm. There were some really beautiful tender moments, you know, that, especially that one when they're kind of both in the bunk beds and they're talking across the room. I wanted more of that. Mm. I wanted more of their relationship to be fleshed out. I know we were telling, they were telling Michelle's story but I felt like that was just something that needed to be explored more. I understand what you're saying and I agree to a point, but I think what the secondary story is, and this obviously it's Michelle Payne's story and her journey, mm. but I think the secondary story was more about the father-daughter relationship. Yeah, I agree. And I think I if when you start adding in so many other elements, it becomes a bit confusing. And essentially the goal of this movie was to be a quintessential Australian family film in the vein of the man from the snowy river or far lap. You know, mm-hmm. they really wanted this to be a, a Australian story for the ages. And to do that, you need to keep it simple, keep it PG. So there's a lot of dramatic things that have happened in her life. How did you, what did you think about the way they handled the more darker aspects of the film. What you mean, her, her injuries or the yes. way she was uh, treated by the male Both. jockeys and community? Yeah. Look, I think if I was to look at that, I thought that was a little bit undercooked. However, you make a really good point is the movie they were making was a father-daughter film mm. and her getting through her mm. issues and things that got thrown at her. So I feel like there could have been a little bit more there, but I don't think it undermined the movie or, no. or we got a pretty good movie at the end, I reckon. Yeah despite those little shortfalls. I will say, though, that sometimes the dialogue was a little bit uninspired, a little Mm. bit cliched. However, when you're making like a biopic, obviously those lines are true to life in that must have been spoken by the people Mm. or in that way. So I guess they're honouring honoring that mm. but I felt like some of it was a little bit undercooked but what what do you reckon about the dialogue from time to time not always I was fine with it the movie that it was set out to make was just this quintessential Aussie film that could last it wasn't it didn't do anything special I guess it didn't do anything the right. story the story itself was special enough I yeah, think I agree and they haven't really gone outside the box or broken the mold or done anything really special, but it's just a, and that's okay. And that's fine. It's a really nice, solid Australian story and film. I was really surprised how emotional I got at the end when she won the race. Like I was physically 
welling up and mm-hmm. it was just so beautifully told the music the, mm. the cameras everything all that emotion I was really taken aback by how much it affected me which I thought was wow okay they've re- Rachel Griffiths and, and the team have really nailed this mm. um, also I loved my favorite bits of the movie were when when she went in with the camera in with the action with mm. the horses and mm-hmm. the sound mixing the dialogue where they're getting get off me get away blah mm. blah blah all this stuff it's taking I you that, right inside oh, the race yeah. it was really exciting and I, and they did that maybe three or four times mm. and i was excited every time that, that yeah. we got into the action there so yeah yeah it's it's because mm. she's one of us really that's what it is right. this char- this person character this real person is so relatable Mm. And I thought Teresa Palmer did a beautiful job course, in portraying yeah. Michelle Payne. Really lovely. It's so great that they made sure it was an Australian actress. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'd, you wouldn't have been able to get away with a story like this and having an English-American mm. actor. No. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. So what would you give it out of five popcorn kernels? Oh, uh, you know what? Like, I'd probably give it a good three and a half. Like, I really, wow, okay. yeah, I really liked it. Um, and mainly because... At the end, I got so emotional mm. and invested in the story that it really, I sat back and going, you know, I actually felt like I enjoyed that movie more than I thought. Mm. And that's kind of, that's how I get to that number. Well, audiences are loving it. I would give it a solid four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going nice. on the higher end of the scale. No, very well deserved. I'm, yeah, a great Aussie film. I think you'll be surprised about its quality and how they tell the story. So um, go check it out. It's only just out in cinemas. Yeah, go see it. So other big new releases of this week is a big month still. September is the yeah, month huge. of movies. We've got Ugly Dolls, which is a musical animation about the quirky plush toys. So it's a <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's making money out of toys. Uh, I've done my time with Angry Birds too. I think you can go <laughs> see this one, Lee. Well, I really like the message that this film is putting across, that it's all about embracing your differences and what makes you you. It's a good message for families. Okay, fair um, call. And it fair stars... Call. The only thing that gives me pause is that it, it stars musicians. So Kelly Clarkson, Pitbull, Nick Jonas. There's not a lot of voice actors in there, although having said that, musicians are sort of voice actors, aren't they? But, I mean... Yeah. And, I mean, this is a musical, so you kind of want people who have the chops to, yeah. you know, sing the songs. We've also got The Goldfinch, which is adapted from the novel of the same name. This is getting really mixed reviews. It's quite, mm. it's been called uneven, I guess you would say. It stars Ansel Elgort, Nicole Kidman, and the reviews after film festival screenings weren't great earlier in the year. Yeah, I've, I've said this on the podcast before, like I'm pretty disappointed about those reviews, but I think it's important to jump in and and go and check it out and see what I what I think myself. But yeah, the, low, low expectations. The book is really good. So it, mm. if you enjoyed the book, it should be well worth seeing. Mm. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark, which you've aptly titled a darker goosebumps tale. I keep saying um, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's out in cinemas. Also, The Art of Racing in the Rain, uh, starring Kevin Costner. And then The Dead Don't Die, which is that uh, zombie film starring Bill Murray, yeah. Adam Driver, now, and Iggy Pop. This was out during the Sydney Film Festival, so it's only mm. got limited release now. But I really encourage people to go and see it because it's got a great cast. Mm. And as you just said, Iggy Pop plays a zombie. <laughs> and they wouldn't have needed much makeup <laughs> for him. I say, yeah. he, he's good. He shows up on set going, right, you're ready. You're on in five. <laughs> as always, we've got 
so much news and mm. we'll probably end on something that literally were, went to print overnight, which mm. will end on a really high note, which clearly, Lee, you're smirking because you know why I'm so excited. You're building um, this up. It better be good. I am building this up. So you've <laughs> got to hold on until the end of this segment to get yeah. that news. One that I'm really excited about, but also quite apprehensive. So Jurassic World 3. Yes. So how do you pronounce this director's name? Colin, Colin Tre- Tre- Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Or Trevorrow. Okay, it's more simpler than I thought. Trevorrow. Um, <laughs> Lanny, Laurel. It's like, which one is it? Yeah. Laura Dern announced at a fan screening mm-hmm. that the original three, so Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, will return in significant roles to the 2021 Jurassic World 3. Now, this is huge. Yep. M- massive news. Very exciting. Those, yeah. Um, Especially for people who don't, who weren't big fans of the Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Howard Jurassic World. I despise those two movies. And <laughs> really, I, despise oh, is no. quite strong. They were no, fun. They made, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom made me angry. Like I was furious. It was that bad. But yeah. okay, I will agree that it wasn't the greatest one. But there was Absolutely there was some not. there was some great cinematic moments in that. The storyline was a bit meh, but the, there was some great cinematic moments that really harkened back to Steven Spielberg's vision of Jurassic Park. Like some Which some is, scenes and some sequences that were just really beautiful. Yeah, I I look, I won't disagree with you there, but they should those great moments should have been part of more great moments, and they were they were just so few and far between. Okay. What makes me nervous is because. The latest iterations of the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park franchise have been so poor. I don't want these three original characters to be ruined by another (laughs) terrible story. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, hopefully they wouldn't have signed on without it knowing and seeing a script and believing Mm. in the story and it not be a piece of shit again. I want them to have significant roles, which has been promised Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they're just a, like a cheeky cameo, like Jeff Goldblum was in the last one, yeah, no that thanks. Poor. No thanks. Yeah. We need some. No, I'm not. We need some meaty roles for them. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess watch this space. That's out in 2021. Oh. So not too far to go. Also, recently, a short film was released called Battle at Big Rock. It's about nine minutes yes. long, and it mm. it's an official companion short film to these to this series. So you should definitely check it out, and it shows. What's happened one year on from the dinosaurs being released into our world? We'll pop a link to the short film on our Facebook page so you can check it out. It's worth the watch. I mean, it looks pretty stunning. I don't think it really adds much, but it kind of gives you a little bit of yeah context on going, this is how dinosaurs and humans are currently coexisting. Mm. So it's, an, it's a nice little bit. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
piece. And it's, it's, it's a little preview as well into what we can expect from the third film. Yes, yes. What else? Oh, a Quiet Place 2 has officially wrapped filming. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out next year. Really curious to see how they... Further the um, story. Yeah, further the story because it was quite a, a really well-told narrative that mm. didn't really need a sequel but are we surprised no it was a huge hit so here mm. we are and we'll just have to wait patiently i'm really excited about this that jason bateman is in talks to develop a clue movie based on the board game he likes his board game movies doesn't he with ryan <laughs> <laughs> with ryan reynolds so bateman would be directing and also starring alongside ryan reynolds with both of them mm. developing the script i think this is a an epic comedy matchup. I'm not sure if they've done anything together before, but I'm so excited. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman. I'm on the fence about Ryan Reynolds, but I, he does bring a, a very distinctive comedic flair to his to his films. Mm. He kind of plays Ryan Reynolds, but whatever. Some that works for <laughs> a lot of actors. Yeah, where they play the same thing every time. This could be a, a match made in heaven. I reckon. To your point, definitely, and a great playground to play in this Mm. clue ip Mm -hmm. so it could be really fun yep downton abbey you enjoyed downton abbey didn't you i loved downton abbey it's absolutely thrashing the competition ad astra was its direct competition and with oscar buzz around that film i'm surprised Mm. that that isn't number one in australia but downton Mm. abbey is number one yep it's really good not surprising i think that 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 tv show was very popular in this market Mm -hmm. but also with a big budget you know, Brad Pitt led story, you mm. know, that's kind of number two, which you usually wouldn't see that mm. with that sort of um, marriage. But uh, it's also done really well in the States. It opened up with like 31 million, which was Amazing. above projections. Mm. And so like, it's doing really well everywhere. I'd like to see what the UK figures are, but I haven't, I haven't looked them up, but they'd be pretty big too, mm. I reckon. We've got some, the Batman news. So mm-hmm. Matt Reeves, the Batman starring Confirmed? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. It is confirmed. It is Robert no, that's Pattinson. Right. You never yeah. bloody know with these movies, but yeah. yeah. Jonah Hill is tipped to play Riddler, which is pretty big casting. I think he's a very, very good choice. He'll bring something I've also role. heard Penguin. Yeah, originally he was rumoured as Penguin, so now he's mm. rumoured as Riddler. So I think until we get the official word from yeah. Matt Reeves himself or Jonah Hill, then I think he's probably better suited to Penguin, but I'm not going to say that he's not going to be any good as Riddler. What do you think? I'm not sure about this movie at all. <laughs> I'm not sure this movie needs to be made. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ben Affleck was starring and directing. He's out in both mm. areas. Like, it, it's it's had a journey. He was just so unenthused about the character to begin with. It's no wonder that it wasn't successful. You know, how are we yeah, supposed because... to believe you as Batman if you don't believe yourself as Batman? But, yeah, but look at the movies he had to play Batman in. They were utter crap. Batman vs Superman, (laughs) Justice League. The guy was just like, when will this end? I reckon he looked just, yeah, bored, unenthused, especially in Press 2, isn't it? Sad Affleck, yeah. That's (laughs) some good memes on Sad Affleck. (laughs) Oh, dear. More Ryan Reynolds news. A Christmas Carol remake is happening with him and Will Ferrell, and it will be a musical. Now, this is a a story that gets retold time and time again with animation, Muppets, you know, mm. Bill Murray back in the 80s with Scrooge. Like, do we really need to revisit this story again? Well, every I year mean, we do, someone does a version of this. So it's fine, but can, I don't know, can you hear my eyes rolling through the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Ryan Reynolds, but Will Ferrell hasn't really had much of a good run lately. See, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. 
I am too, but I'm, yeah. I just haven't enjoyed a lot of his movies lately. I just watched Sherlock and Holmes the other day, and oh my oh. god! Why would you? Why did you do that? You <laughs> knew that was going to be bad. It just happened to be on, and I went, "Oh, I haven't oh, watched here we this." Go. It just happened to be on. The remote was broken. <laughs> was, well, no, if it wasn't broken beforehand, I certainly broke it afterwards, throwing it at the TV screen. <laughs> oh dear, that good, huh? What a terrible movie. Anyway, oh, shit. not okay. not keen for this. Basically, not keen. Two more pieces of movie news, both involving Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Feige is apparently developing a new Star Wars movie for Disney alongside Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So this is bloody exciting. Mm-hmm. I guess they, they're wanting to take a little bit of a break and hit reset on the Star Wars kind of franchise. You know, the Skywalker saga will come to a close in December this year. And obviously Disney have great success working with Kevin Feige within the MCU. So there's no surprise, in my opinion, that they're going to invite him into the Star Wars fold. I guess they're paving the foundations to return to Star Wars in a few years and kind of go out, you know, kick off with a with a bang. Well, another piece of big news related to that is that Kevin Feige has a big Marvel name at the top of his casting list. He hasn't said who it is, but someone from the Marvel Universe is going to be crossing over into the Star Wars universe. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Who? Well, Robert Downey Jr. No, well, this is the speculation. And you've got really? people, you've got the stars on Twitter. So Brie Larson has posted a picture of herself with a, with a lightsaber. And then Chris, oh Chris Evans has piped up and gone, me, 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 me. So they all want in. We'll see what happens. Holy shit. Mm. Okay, that's good. My only concern with that is that, Will that be distracting? Well, yes, because we know them so well so recently as their mm. superhero counterparts. Yeah. Unless they're like a voice or a robot or like heaps of prosthetics, I think that's how they should probably play. Mm. You need to let a bit of time lie as well between the roles that they're... They've been playing these roles for almost 10 years, some of them. We, yeah. we need to disassociate ourselves. And this could be the perfect playground for them to do that, so... I guess we'll just wait and see. Now, drum roll. This is your very exciting drum roll. news. This is my piece of little baby news. Um, <laughs> so Spider-Man is returning to the MCU under a new deal with Sony and Marvel Studios and, and Disney. So that is fucking awesome. Yes. It was like, you know, tombstones were being erected everywhere. The death of Spider-Man leaving the MCU yeah. because Sony and Disney couldn't come to an, a financial agreement. But he's going to be in the new movie produced by Kevin Feige. He'll be remain in the fold of that universe and that continued story. I'm Finally, s- they woke up to themselves. Yes, I'm so glad that it's they made so the smart good. choice. It's such a relief. Honestly, it's just a relief. And he'll also feature in another MCU film as well, mm. whether it be a cameo or like a secondary character like they have done mm. many, many times. So that's really good. We've had some exciting trailers out this week as well. One of the biggest ones was Frozen 2. What's the theories? What's this movie going to be about? It's definitely like an adventure film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like they go on a journey looking back into Elsa's past, right? Yes, I think her, her mother's past, her mother and her father's mm. past. I think we're going to see a bit of a mother origin story here. This is what yeah. the whispers are saying. I really like the theory that it's a banished aunt living in the forest. So it's like it's like a parallel between the sister's story, the sisters El- Elsa and Anna. Maybe her mm-hmm. mother had a sister as well and... You know, one of the sisters has powers, one of them doesn't, and they ended up living apart. The powers sort of separated them and tore them apart, and it might be about reconnecting. This movie has big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. Frozen was one of the biggest films of all time, Mm -hmm. was the biggest animated movie of all time. 
uh, you know, that Let It Go song was massive. So they've got big shoes to fill. Mm. And I think that if they pull off like a really big, fantastical adventure film, then they're going to really, you know, try and meet that bar as close as possible. Mm. So I'm pretty excited. I want to talk about The Irishman. Yeah. So this is Martin Scorsese's new film. It's going to have a limited cinema release, but it's a it's a Netflix produced film, yeah. so it'll find its way on the Netflix platform. It brings De Niro, uh, Pacino, Pesci, Cattell, Romano, and Anna Paquin. Uh, it's three and a half hours long, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. Martin Scorsese likes to um, tell mm-hmm. a story in its full potential. It's about a mob hitman who, who recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. Now, this is such a big- Scorsese film. Can I just oh, say, absolutely. this is a typical... Gangster. Yeah. He, he directed Gangs of New York, Goodfellas. Yeah, and the perfect cast for it, mm. um, obviously. Now, the thing that will either be distracting or incredibly compelling is that this covers many, many decades, but they mm. don't recast any of the actors. They use de-aging technology. Oh, this bloody de-aging um, technology. I've only watched the trailer once and... I wasn't too put off by it, but when you've got a movie that's three and a half hours long, not a trailer that's two minutes 30, I wonder how it's going to impact your being able to focus on the movie. Uh, yeah, I think the true test of whether this is going to work is when we see Gemini Man in the next couple of weeks from mm. Ang Lee because that mm. technology is a big part of that film, de-aging Will Smith to play two characters as himself. Yes, that'll be the test. If if people come out of that film and think that was ridiculous, then it might not go down so well. Yeah, I think only time will tell. Mm. I do have every faith in Ang Lee as a technical, innovative director to be able to pull that mm. off. That's a really good point. Gemini Man will be kind of the first test mm. of this, yeah. So there was a trailer out this week as well from Adam Sandler called Uncut Gems. This is really interesting because it's getting oscar buzz to adam sandler two words that you wouldn't think would ever be in the same (laughs) sentence no disrespect to mr sandler but you know he's generally a comedy actor he's done some more serious Mm. stuff but again it's usually a dark comedy this is going to be really gritty and really full-on violent what do you think about this film oh i actually missed the trailer just to be honest so i'm sitting here really not believing what you're saying, but I'm <laughs> going to have to uh, jump in and, and, and have a look. He stars as a jewellery maker, I believe, mm-hmm. who gets in big with some mobsters and criminals right. and placing bad bets and gambling. And it's, yeah, it also stars in Dina Menzel as his partner. Oh, Adele Dezim. Yeah, Adele Dezim. The wickedly talented Adele Dezim. <laughs> that was very well done. Thank you. Yeah. He's actually coming out, John Travolta, doing a, a one-man show or something. Yeah. Oh, very funny. So are you saying that 2020 could be the year for Oscar of Jennifer Lopez and Adam Sandler? What? That would be an, that would be an interesting um, press photo. Look, I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, surprise me, floor me. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, that's all the news we have for this week, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, yep. October is not not as big a month as September was in terms of the volume of movie releases, but there are some big movies coming out in October. Obviously, the big one out October 3rd is Joker, Mm -hmm. starring Joaquin Phoenix. And we're going to see this next week, so we'll have the review for you 
straight away, toot sweet. Which I know is quite a div- divisive reaction across mm. Hollywood and, and other film markets to the depiction of violence, mm. you know, Joaquin himself, whether it does or doesn't weave into the DCEU, all those sorts of, like, questions hanging over this movie. It hasn't deterred me at all. I'm still really excited to see oh, this. Neither, neither. And, look, they're all opinions. Like, you and I have opinions and we love or hate the same movie. This one, I think Joker will be determined by what people take out of it individually. Absolutely. Mm. And also Paw Patrol is out next week. Real fun kiddie film, Ready Race Rescue. Take the kids to see <laughs> that. that one. Take the kids to see yeah. that for the school holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lee, I think that will do for another episode of Popcorn Podcast. You think so? Um, yeah, I think so. We're, we've had Jurassic World news, MCU news, Star Wars news, all the rest of it, and very, very interested to hear about Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, go support Aussie cinema, go mm-hmm. see Ride Like a Girl. You'll be pleasantly surprised and uh, potentially quite emotional. It's, it's beautiful. Yep, definitely. Go see it. Thanks, Tim. All right. Thanks, Lee. Catch you next time, everyone. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.